Hey, hey, welcome to another awesome episode of The Dork Night. We have a very special episode for you today. Uh, we over on Splash Pages uh, had an awesome time where we all got together and uh, did a group reading of Batman Noel, all in voices. It was a ton of fun. Uh, but uh, Brandon, Justin uh, joined the regular crew of Splash Pages, which is uh, myself, Drew, um, Velvet Joker, Jar Jar Jeremy, and Harley joins us as well. So yeah, this was a lot of fun. I hope you enjoy it as much as we had making it. But you know what? You don't want to listen to me forever. So here we go. Here's a reading of Batman Noel right after our commercial and all that. See ya. This is Kevin Conroy, the voice of Batman. You're watching The Dorkening. Stay tuned. Dorkening and all affiliated shows are not intended for anyone under the age of 18. The following may contain discussions or scenes that have adult situations, graphic violence, nudity, strong sexual content, and graphic language. This show is intended for mature audiences only. Viewer discretion is advised. Please don't. Okay, okay, so Brandon, are you Superman? That's that's what they tell me. Okay. I knew it. All right. Uh, so, all right. So I'm wearing what, his so underwear. Who so, listen, <laughs> so, so, I'm, so let's go over what we already know. I said I would do the narrator, so I guess that means because of that, I'm doing Bob. Yep. Justin has agreed to be Batman because his cops are realistic. Um. Cops. Brandon, do you want to be the big blue Boy Scout? I think they just... We just okay, yeah. cool. Is this Groundhog Day? What the fuck is happening right now? Rich, obviously, do you think that Leo should be the Joker so we can go against type? No. Yes, I would love to see him do the Joker. Who's going to do Timmy? What? Fantastic. I have what a practice so, for the Joker. <laughs> clearly, clearly... Uh, Jeremy is going to be Timmy. Damn straight. <laughs> um, I just don't uh, know if Timmy. Who's going to be Cosmo and who's going to be Wanda? Well, obviously Harley is going to be Wanda. Um, <laughs> if we have a Cosmo, um, but Cosmo, she's going to do she's going to do Captain. It's a girl, Nickel. Timmy. <laughs> um, oh, sorry. Don't all right, <laughs> and then um, all right. Who wants to do Commissioner Gordon? Is, is it, it, if, if I'm <laughs> if I'm really being Joker, then I. Uh, you want to be Gordon? No, no. Are are you serious about that? You want me to be Joker? Yeah. <laughs> Leo's like really. Okay. Yes. Okay. I want to hear wanna, your Joker I, I, laugh. Wait one second. Keep keep going. I just that's I gonna to be interesting. More, uh, so, so we have we have Alfred and Gordon left. All right. So All right. So I, I, I don't have any role. role so so I guess oh, you don't have any role. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. 
So, Rich, I want to see you. I want you be you be Alfred and Gordon. Okay. Okay, and then whomever, what we'll do is whomever wants to do like a small roll, just signal like, so just like signal that you got it, and you know, go from there. So you know, Wait, if you want to do like Drew, if you guys all look in the private chat, there's Officer One, Citizens One through Four, Juror Number Nine, which is a, a bigger role, Judge, and then Auctioneer. I, I'll do the Auctioneer because I've already practiced that one. Okay. Um, but the rest of them are listed in in the uh, private chat there. Perfect. Okay. Okay. Which one is uh, uh, a bigger one? Uh, juror number juror nine. Number nine. Okay. So... You're juror number nine. Who is? And Jar Jar. Leo. Hmm. Leo, did you get that? Uh, Jar Jar's uh, juror number nine. Yes. Yes. I am. Oh, okay. Yeah. Tim. So we need a judge. In, uh, in four separate voices to be citizens one through four. I'll be. I'll, I'll <clears throat> do the judge. I'll be okay. a citizen. I've got the booming judge voice. I'm juror number. Nine. Okay. Actually, wait a second. Let Harley be the judge. No, no, no. Someone not. It's okay. <laughs> I'll be the judge of this. Sorry. I was <laughs> oh yeah, actually. I'm not throwing. I'm not throwing my hand. Oh. If you want me to be the judge, I'll do it. But I'm. The, I don't really care. <laughs> yeah, you're the judge. Fantastic. Who's the judge? And then. And then, um, what else is there, Leo? Uh, officer one and two, and citizens one through four. Okay, so there Harley, is technically you're no off officer two. I, I, uh, I bunked. All right, that. so Harley, you're officer one. Rich, you're officer two. There is no officer two. There is no officer two. Isn't it cool? Fantastic! Oh, you already know your part. Oh. <laughs> well, uh, so let's see. Oh, babe, we get to go and beat together. Woo! Well, I think that's just you, babe. <laughs> that's fine. That's well, fine. Will you still meet me in the alley later, babe? Hey. <laughs> Absolutely. And then, um, I don't know. Whoever wants to do the citizens as they come up, just raise your hand. Uh, well, I, I don't. I, I, so I have uh, Gordon and who else? Alfred. You're Alfred. Gordon, Alfred, and I'll do all the citizens, I guess. Boom. There you go. You got okay. a glass of water with you, uh, Drew? Oh yeah, you I got, got, you got sangria. A lot of reading, my man. I got sangria and water, and I've had two. I've had two gummies. I'm ready to rock. All right, somebody Woo! get that man a, a vocal cord uh, uh, moistener. All right, hold on a second. All right, bitches, let's Moist do this. Wipe. So uh, before wipe. before we pop into it, so Batman Noel was released in 2011. Batman Noel is based off of the original Charles Dickens classic, A Christmas Carol. Uh, Gothamites reprise multiple characters, including Robin is Jacob Marley, Catwoman is uh, Ghost of Christmas Past, Superman is the Ghost of Christmas Present, and Joker is the Ghost of Christmas Future. Finally, Batman as old bah humbug himself, Scrooge. Um, did we see, does Robin have any lines? We didn't, uh, Robin, no, I don't think so. No, no it's a silent role. Okay. I think, you should, I think you should do Batman's voice like Albert Finney from Scrooge. <laughs> That's not how I go. Tell you, tell me, what boy, what day is it? <laughs> today's, especially... today's Christmas Day. It's true. The spirits, they've done it all in one night. No, no, you can only do that if you can do your Superman like the Ghost of Christmas present from the Muppets. Come in and know me, better man. 
That's literally how I did that's my entire production last year. That's literally how they did it. Last <laughs> that's, that's pretty much like across the board for how the all right. most Christmas present is represented. So, not all right. Let's, all right, let's start this. So, okay. You want me to tell you a story? I got to be honest, I'm not good at it. My dad, boy, he could spin a yarn. He could suck you in from the beginning like any good storyteller and keep you stuck to your seat, hook, line, and sinker. Yep, dad was probably better at telling stories than anything else. Just ask mom. Me, I'm better with my hands. This story, it's a doozy. I remember dad told it to me one Christmas. He was pretty sauced, and I thought he was making it up as he went along. But in the end, it all made sense. Let me tell you, some weird stuff happens in this story. You might find some of it hard to swallow. First things first, though, you got to tell me something, because this story makes sense. For it to mean anything, you got to believe in something. You have to believe people can change. And I'm talking change in a positive way. You know, change for the better. I'm talking about the idea that someone can go through years of programming and habit and turn on them I'm on their ass. That, when the deck is stacked against him, he can get the stones to overcome. It might be difficult for you to understand. You're just a kid. In life, as people get older, they get set in their ways. Most people can never change. It's too scary, like staring off the edge of a cliff. Most people can't take the leap. Some people want to change desperately, but the deck is stacked too high against them. Take Bob, for instance. If he could, old Bob would change almost everything about his life. This Bob, he's a stand-up kind of fella. Trouble is, he's down on his luck since, like, forever and has a family to take care of. A sick little boy. His job, (coughs) let's just say it, it ain't exactly the stuff of dreams. A dead-end job and a dead-end town and his boss... Ugh, don't get me started on that guy. The definition of cutthroat. A cruel abomination of a man who only cared about money and nothing else. People will whisper his name, almost afraid to say it out loud. Uh, what the hell did he call himself? It's um, on the tip of my tongue. Um, a- anyway, Bob was desperate. The medical bills were stacking up, and then the economy in the toilet, getting work someplace wasn't exactly an option. Even... If it meant doing a job he didn't really like for a guy he liked even less. I mean, I can't can't believe it. I don't remember this guy's name. It was like um it was like a sound effect or something. When my dad first told me I thought he was slurring. Oh, yeah. That's right. The guy's name was Scrooge. What a name, huh? Just like I said, this Scrooge guy didn't care about anyone. He didn't even want to give Bob Christmas off to spend with his kid. The Scrooge Giving him the day off was like letting him get away with a crime. All right. Let's talk a second about the Scrooge guy. We all know by now he's a mean old bastard. But what we don't know is how cunning he can be. You don't get in the position Scrooge was in by being a dummy. It wasn't just the people were scared of him. And believe me, they were. It wasn't that people trusted him, always being five steps ahead of the game. Once he saw what he wanted, there wasn't much that could stop him. Bob didn't want to argue with the guy, but he had made a promise to his son that they'd spend Christmas Day together. Scrooge, however, wouldn't budge about the time off. He had other plans. Christmas was just (coughs) another day, another day, (laughs) another dollar. And sure, Bob needed the money, but it wasn't the most important thing in his life. He may have been down (laughs) on his luck. 
but ultimately his son was the most important thing to him than anything else. Please don't. I, I got a kid. Don't hurt me. You have one chance. You're going to tell me where he is, and you won't lie if you want to walk out of here. I don't. I don't he, he never. Tell me. I just got to know. I never, I mean, I never even met him. I swear, oh Christ, oh God, I was just supposed to drop off the bag and pick up the money. How was he going to contact you to pick up the money? He was going to send me another note. Look, please don't. You won't be getting another note. He'll find out you don't have his money and come to collect in spades. Jesus, please. Scum like <laughs> you never cease to amaze me. Do you have any idea what it was in the bag that you delivered? You should be going to jail tonight. Consider yourself lucky that you make a better piece of live bait than jail bait. Now, Bob, being the good guy that he was, considered himself lucky for a guy down on his luck. Long story short, he managed to convince Scrooge to give him the day off. Insurance issues or something. I mean, there was one condition. He would have to come to work at the crack of dawn the day after Christmas and be ready to work his ass off. Now, Bob may have had a bit of dumb luck from time to time, but stupid he was not. He knew that the miserable old Scrooge <clears throat> would make him pay for taking a holiday. You see, old Scrooge was vindictive like that. No good deed goes unpunished and all that jazz. Bob was afraid of him. No, no doubt about that. Was a time he would have just quit, but that was before the kid. He had responsibilities now, stuff you can't just run away from. Now, it seemed like everyone and everything constantly reminded Bob of how limited his options were. The thought followed him like a dog tracking his scent, and that dog was big and scary. Now, fear is a funny thing, though. Some guys can get so scared that they let the fear stop them in their tracks. It's like, it's like a thick wall keeping them from where they want to go. Other guys, well, they break through. They let the fear drive them. Scrooge was this kind of fella. Nothing, <clears throat> no one stopped him. He had forgotten what it was like to want. Now, our buddy Bob was the master of one. He would have given almost anything to be the fearless type. He wished he could be a tough guy, someone who took the bull by the horns and all that brass, the man that makes things happen instead of waiting for them to fall in his lap. Big house, fancy cars, you know what I'm talking about. Now, truth be told, Bob was never much of a winner. He lived in a crappy little ramshackle apartment in a crappier neighborhood. This one-bedroom shoebox had a broken toilet and bad heating, but it was a warm place. And that was probably because of little Timmy. Timmy had a bum leg. I'm not quite sure what's wrong with him, but his health wasn't all that great. He was a big ray of sunshine, though. Real good kid. The kind of kid that made you, well, let's just say it sucks he was so bad off. The Cratchit family, see, weren't the type to complain about their position in life. They didn't have much, but what <clears throat> they did have was appreciated. Dad! Love, you know, there was a lot of love there. Oh, she's <laughs> she's <laughs> Check it out! I made it myself! I had to take the, the, the plant from Mrs. Kachuki's porch, but it, it was dying anyways, and she said I could have it inside. It looks better this way, huh? Don't you think? See, I made the ornaments out of an old soup can and some uh, pieces of beer bottles. Plus, I had that old army man, and uh, I just stuck some string through his head so he could... Uh, damn, you know, damn it. 
Not right now. Okay. Um. Hey. Um. Hey, buddy. I. I didn't. I'm sorry. I. I didn't mean to snap at you like that. It's just. It's a hell of a day. That's all. Come on oh, over and show see. me that thing you got there. It's. It's not a thing. It's. It's not Christmas tree, Dad. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. I knew. I knew that. That's what I meant. See, I, I found all this stuff out by the dumpster. I was trying to make it look like those ornaments you see in the store on Fifth. I, I thought it would be cool to draw the Superman emblem on the, the army man. See, because, you know, Superman, the army man wasn't very Christmassy, but uh, Superman, he, his, he looks more like Santa, you know, with the red, the colors and all. I also thought it would be cool to have a Batman thing on there, too. Because Bobby Mills has a Batman decoration on his tree, and that's, you know... Now, why the hell would you want Batman on a Christmas tree? I mean, Batman ain't exactly Christmassy either, you know. I mean, he can be scary, dressed in all black. Well, but but I thought Batman was one of the good guys. Bobby Mills says he only hurts people yeah. that's done something bad. <clears throat> I mean, I guess. Maybe things ain't always that black and white. Sometimes even good people do bad things. You know, a lot of love in that Cratchit household, but not a lot of anything else. I mean, this Scrooge guy on the other hand, he had everything. Big house, fancy cars, power. The guy had more money than he knew what to do with. His place was dark and damp. Dingy, dim, and empty as his heart. Some might say he liked it that way. The old Scroogey wasn't very good with people. He preferred solitude. Eggnog, sir. He had spent most of his life completely obsessed with his work. There wasn't time for any, anyone else. Other people just seemed to be a nuisance. Eh. <coughs> uh. May I hazard a guest and say you've caught something of a cold running around outside in the freezing night? Or would this be too absurd? An assumption. I'm not sick, Alfred. It's just a change in temperature and the humidity in the cave. Ah, yes. Most certainly. It is, after all, impossible for the dark night to get the sniffles. Mr. Wayne, your disregard for the privacy of others. May I ask what? This one is going to lead me to the Joker. Small fish, but sometimes it's all you need to catch a bigger one. Small fish indeed. This one has a child. Do you honestly intend to put at risk a... They all have children, Alfred. The father is just another criminal degenerate. Bagman for the Joker, and not a very good one at that. Just left the money behind and ran cowardly the lot of them <coughs> the cloud isn't the type to let the money go without coming back to settle his debts and just what do you intend to do wait for the madman to make a house call it's the most promising lead that i've got in this war alfred there are risks that you must be willing to take <coughs> i take the same risk every time i let someone go like this I take the risk that he will raise his child to be exactly like him. I take the risk that in ten years his boy will be walking the streets with colors and a gun in his belt. I risk the future, while they risk only the present. <clears throat> I know all too well, Master Bruce. 
Lest you forget, there was another boy whose future was risked on my watch. I'll take liberty of bringing down some cold medication with your dinner. Yep. Work was all that mattered to Scrooge. His anger and his loss had consumed him to be the point where human contact was nearly impossible. I say loss because his life hadn't always been this like this. He wasn't always been alone. Once he had been a different man. He had shared his passion for work with a partner. <laughs> he and his partner, they made a good team. He was a younger man then. Life still seemed like it, like things would appear ridiculous to old Scroogey now, which is roads yet to be taken, yet to be explored and conquered. But that was then, and this is now. Now his partner was long gone, dead and buried for years, just like Scrooge's youthful optimism. That younger man had been replaced by something harder and darker, something unforgiving and unmerciful. On this particular night, though, old Scroogey had a visitor. Now, some people say that this thing that he saw was a <clears> spirit <throat> of some sort. Others think it was just a figment of his imagination. Maybe even a little of his conscience playing tricks on his mind. Now, I ain't one to believe in all that supernatural mumbo-jumbo. I like to think that what he saw in the dark loneliness of the night was a vision. And his vision I looked see. a hell of a lot like his dead partner. A ghost from the past with a message for the future. He had come to deliver a warning that if Scrooge continued to live his life as an angry, vengeful, and spiteful man, there would be a price. Every man's got to pay up one day. Stand up and be counted for what he's done in life. The bad things you do become heavyweights. Scrooge had to change before it was too late. Now, I know, I know. Hang in there. I told you there would be some stuff that would be hard to swallow. The point is, whatever Scrooge saw gave him one more warning before disappearing. That night, he would have three other visitors, ghosts, spirits, visions, whatever you want to call them. Point is, Scrooge didn't know who they were or what they would be, only that apparently they would show him things that would change his life forever. I was going to give you another two minutes before heading home. <clears throat> so cold, I can't even like this thing. Any new leads from the toxicology reports from the latest victims? None that we haven't already exploited in the past. See for yourself if you want. Got something else, though, that might interest you, though. Anonymous tip. A burglar is supposed to be knocking off Sprang's auction house tonight. <coughs> you know, Christmas Eve, auction, big haul. <coughs> Get your bed, handle this. I've got too much on my plate tonight without getting caught up in a cat and mouse with her. <coughs> or have you forgotten there's a homicidal maniac still on the loose out there? Well, she claims to have some information that might be useful. And you know that she only talks to you. Figure it might be worth checking out. <coughs> Waste of time. She's only interested in <coughs> playing games. <coughs> You know, you should really get that cough checked out. Sounds like it's deep. But hey, I'm no doctor. Now, Scrooge thought about the vision that he had been thinking of the entire evening. He couldn't get it out of his head. He might have been, must have been crazy, he thought. 
It had just been his imagination playing tricks on him or something, right? I mean, when you're alone in the dark, the slightest noise or flicker of a shadow across the walls can take strange shapes. Entire conversations with yourself, discussions you could swear were in your head, can echo through the halls of an empty house. (laughs) Nonetheless, rest did not come easy that night for the mean old bugger. His mind drifted, thoughts of the past, unfinished business. The clock strikes one, and just like that, his first visitor at the night appeared at his bedside. It was a beautiful girl. How did he, the hell did she get past the alarm system, he thought. A hot girl can get away with anything. I could hear you breathing up there. You getting cold, or is it just the frosty night air? Selena. I'm not in the mood. (laughs) Baby, I'm on this earth to put you in the mood. Come on. The only reason I get out of bed every day is you. I went shopping. Don't you want to see what I got? I'll show you mine if you show me yours. I'll not play games with you tonight. You told Gordon you had information regarding the Joker. Where is he? Now that's more like it. Oh, honey, how else am I going to get you to come out and play? A girl these days has to bend the truth a bit to get what she wants. Especially when her man spends all his time thinking about someone else. Waste of time. (laughs) I should have known. Gordon is a fool. Wait, where are you going? I mean, don't you need to arrest me or something? If someone dies tonight, I'm holding you responsible. I'll I'll make sure that you go away for a long time. (laughs) Listen to yourself. What happened to you? There was a time nothing would have stopped you from catching me. Nothing. You would have pursued me to the end, no matter what was thrown at you. We used to play, remember? It used to be different. You used to be different. It was never for fun. <laughs> Sick people like you. I'm Sick thinking some people? sort of... Sick people like me? How dare you? You think I'm like those other clowns who run around trying to best you? Trying to make a fool of you? <laughs> I'm nothing like those other ghouls. I'm so much more. <coughs> That's it. Wow. Maybe you are getting old. I didn't mean to. Selena, the only thing that's getting old is this game. There was something about this girl, something familiar. She reminded him of the man he used to be, sweeping out into the night. She showed him people and places he pushed out of his mind long ago. It was like smelling cotton candy or something and remembering what it was like to ride the Ferris wheel at the county fair when you were a kid. Remembering your heart pounding before that first kiss. His early life seemed so full of vigor, full of accomplishment and triumph. He bit into life with a hunger, a need to be the best man he could be. With it came a rush of emotions he had long since forgotten. These memories, these feelings, had he really been this person? Had he approached life so differently then? Had he been so different, young and naive? Maybe. That's what that old geezer thought now. Life really isn't that colorful. Not so full of infinite possibility, he told himself. For Scroogey, life was black and white. All business. There was success and failure. With that thought, the first visitor left the old geezer with his past. (laughs) To think good and hard about his present. (laughs) 
Need a hand? Looks like you could use one. The night was far from over, though. See, Scrooge was still expecting two other visitors. The second was big, larger than life, literally. He was dressed colorfully, too. Kind of ridiculous, Scrooge thought. It was the eyes that were the most troubling, too deep and kind for a man with such an impressive physical presence. I'm (coughs) fine up past your bedtime, aren't you? (coughs) From the look of you, that makes two of us. It's too cold to be out in your condition. Nasty cough you've got there. I heard you hacking all the way from Metropolis. Looks like pneumonia, or possibly something more serious. Huh. <coughs> it's like the way you talk about that. It's like you know what it's like to have it. You Kryptonians get sick so often, right? Leave the medical advice to the professionals. Isn't there someone to save in the world tonight? Yeah, you. Come on, don't be a pain about this. Just let me give you a lift to your car. His hands were large and looked powerful, like they could crush Scrooge's frail body like a walnut shell. But there was something familiar, an odd warmth, both from outside and within the giant of a man. One condition. I've got to stop to make first. Once again, the old bugger flew out into the night with what could have been some kind of apparition and wondered if he was going crazy. See? This was all still too much like a dream to Scrooge. If it was a dream, though, then why did the heat he felt emanating from the big, cold fellow seem so real? Why are we here? Scrooge never believed in ghosts, spirits, or anything of the like. He never considered himself to be a superstitious guy. I'm checking on some bait. I wanted to see if (laughs) the fish are biting. Isn't it bad for a hunter to use parents or children as bait? Justice comes as a price. The one is getting to help me to reel in the clown. He works with him. No. His feet had always been planted firmly on the ground. Superstitious, or superstition, was a weakness of other guys. A weakness he could not afford. And sooner or later, his employer is going to come to collect. Just a matter of time, and I'll have him. Scrooge's mind didn't want to believe any of this. He knew that emotions couldn't be trusted. Despite being a little shaken up by the memory of his past, he didn't want to lose sight of the person he'd become. He fought hard to get where he was in life. If the father is involved, he could go to prison or worse. He could... Then we only decrease the surplus criminal population. What are you going to do about the boy? I'm going to scare him. Scare him so badly he doesn't ever follow in his father's footsteps. The present Scrooge was not weak. I don't think that's the way to go here, Bruce. Right? But the big colorful fellow wasn't about to give up. I think there might be a better way. Let's go. I need to show you something. He knew that there was still the chance for old Scroogey to see something he might have stopped looking for long ago. Sometimes, I realize that spending so much time above the world makes me forget that there are millions of people out there living their lives, decent lives. I look down and see... You look down on people. Not in the same way you do. Scrooge scoffed. This better be something spectacular, he thought to himself with a sneer. Look at your people. Take a second and look at your lambs as you do your lions. Sometimes I think that helping people, saving people can be just as easy as showing them your face, the face of someone exactly like them. (laughs) Showing them your face is easy when bullets bounce off of it. 
but the things the spirit showed him were not were so real downright ordinary they weren't strange visions from the past but flashes of the present everyday life there were even some familiar faces hold up can't thank you and the missus enough for having me over tonight i appreciate it sir can't have one of my boys freezing his butt off on christmas eve without a little cheer in his belly to keep him warm Sides, seems like a quiet night out there. Thank the Lord. So far, so good. Although we did get some Batman sightings. I still don't know what to make of that guy. I mean, I know you trust him and all, but... Uh... It, it's it's not an easy relationship to keep, but uh, there isn't exactly a handbook on how to handle certain elements of uh, our city. I guess he's a necessary evil. Oh, make no mistake. He's not evil. No, I would say he walks a fine line. It's just that sometimes he steps on the side of the line where you and I might hesitate to tread. Play on the other side enough, and you tend to lose sight of the line. His vision can be blurry sometimes, but I like to think I'm the prescription... He needs to see clearly. (laughs) Take me to my car. Need to get back to the cave. He always considered himself a pillar of his community, an important man that people respected. It seemed that others didn't necessarily share this opinion. Some still had faith, though, along with that time-honored smile of folks who have the amazing ability to look on the bright side of things. Scrooge, on the other hand, wondered... How did they always seem to fill a glass that was constantly empty? How did they manage to keep the faith, the universal hope for change and for the better? It had been a long time since Scrooge had felt that kind of hope. He had pretty much resigned himself to the fact that life is a never-ending battle, the darkness of the world that had forced him into the shadows. The only way to combat the monsters was to become one himself. But the second spirit didn't feel the same. He seemed to be a source of infinite hope, and he radiated the hope with every moment and word. This attitude was so foreign to Scrooge and made him suspicious. Yep, you definitely need to see a doctor. Too bad they don't make body armor for your insides. You see, it's like sometimes when you work in the dirt, it's tough after a while to clean yourself off. You get used to the filth. You start to feel comfortable in it, and then you wake up one day and wonder how everybody else thinks you're dirty. Just lots of rest and fluids. In fact, I'd consider calling Alfred to come pick you up, and you really shouldn't be driving. Cars <coughs> got autopilot. Good night, Bruce. Feel better. And just like that, the big fellow was gone. Things went dark and quiet, and Scrooge wasn't quite sure if he was awake or sleeping. He was still dreaming. Maybe the old geezer would wake up to a bright new day. And he'd remember the night wasn't quite over yet, and there would be three visitors. Three. Ever had that dream when you're falling, and it really feels like you're falling, and then you wake yourself up, and you can still feel the gravity pulling you down? You ever wonder what happens when you can't wake yourself up? Is that the dream you're telling your mind you're dying for real? Now, I got a theory about this third visitor. The old man painted the guy out to be the scariest thing you ever laid eyes on. <coughs> cloak. Yeah. Face always covered in shadows. Blah, 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 blah. Now, Pop loved to take a bit of creative license with things. 
he had what Ma called a subjective relationship with the truth. <clears throat> he loved to talk. Hell, he talked so much that all the characters in his story blabbered as much as he did. <sighs> what never sat right with me about this last part of the story is the fact that the last visitor never spoke a word to Scrooge. Now, call me cautious, but if it was me and some evil-looking cat shows up out of nowhere, points his finger at a, car, a creepy cemetery, and I follow him inside, I'd have to be off my meds. It's like those stupid kids in the horror movies always won't open up the closed door to look inside, like they're not expecting some chainsaw-wielding maniac to try and chop a month or two. No thanks. It's going to take one charming spirit of death with a silver tongue to convince me to follow him to the grave, not some freaky, faceless mute. But then I realized there was no third visitor. Some people start hallucinating when they're about to die. In my book, if you're chasing beautiful women across rooftops and flying around with big, colorful men that glow, something's rotten in Denmark. Let's face it, Scrooge wasn't exactly a spring chicken. Aside from the years, we're talking about a guy with some serious anger management and stress issues. Even the heartless can have a heart attack, right? Something, not someone, oh. came knocking that night. Oh. Oh. Old Scroogey oh. was falling in his dreams, and he wasn't waking up. I think everybody wants to believe they'll be remembered <clears> after they check out. I also think everybody likes to believe life can go on, can't go on without them. But that's just meet the truth. No way to stop the future. Justice comes out of price. Jesus, no, I was only... You're going to kill me, man! And, and, and I'll, I'll only be decreasing the surplus criminal population. No! Please! I have a kid! You're too young to be thinking about this kind of stuff now, but trust me, most men want to leave the world a better place than they found it. They want to feel like they made a difference, been somebody. Everybody wants to be a Cadillac. Nobody wants to be an old junker. All Scrooge is like, he had probably thought he was a caddy. Great paint jobs, powerful engine, smooth ride. I think when all was said and done and he came down to the zero hour, Old Scroogey knew he'd be remembered as the junker, you know, the one that used to break down on you all the time. Never forget what a pain in the neck it was. Scrooge has lived his life as a man who could turn on you at any moment, leave you stranded or hurt. He'd been the type of man that people only feared, feared that he'd break them down on him again. We, the jury, find the defendant guilty of aiding and abetting a known criminal obstruction of justice. Now, I think as those clammy hands pushed down on Scroogey's chest, thought about the future for the first time, and realized the only legacy he would leave behind was pain. Harboring a known fugitive, Maleficent in office, in office and accessory. I hereby sentence you to a term no less than 30 years to be served in Gotham State Penitentiary without the possibility of parole. Anyone ever had tried to get close to him was punished for it. Why should they care if he bit the dust? Why would it make any difference to them at all if they made no difference to him in the end? He would die in his big, expensive house full of stuff that would be cozy <clears throat> and cold. Here we have this fine painting of Sir G Montgomery Wilkin, 1874, titled Summer in Venice. To 70,000, we start the bidding at 40,000. No friends left to care that he was gone. 
Do we have 40,000? Yes, wonderful. How about 42,000? Yes, 42 for the lovely lady in the front. Now, first row, 45,000. No one to miss him at the morning. They say you're born alone and you die alone. If you had the chance to change it, to get it right, would you fight for it? Even if that's true, would you want it to be? Sometimes it takes dying to teach a fella how, how, how to live how, how, in. How. Scrooge's case, it took a real doozy of a night to make him realize this. You can call it a near-death experience. I call it a wake-up call. His clock was ticking. If he was going to get the message, he would need to listen up quick. See, with some guys, all you need is to whisper <clears throat> in the ears. Santa, is that you? Other guys, and old Scroogey was definitely one of the other guys. How, how, how? They need to be hit upside the head with a baseball bat. That night, Scroogey got it. And got it good. I know, I know. You're expecting the big guy in red. If it's all the same, though, I have a bag of presents, too. What would you say, big guy? Want to know what I got here for you and your old man? I can't. Jesus, I can't. Let's see. Oh, this is a good one. Ever play Clue? I love that game. Colonel Mustard, what a name. So, what say we play a little? Taffy? Yeah, get your old man out here. He should play too. He he knows all about mysteries. It wasn't just a new perspective on things. I want him to solve a mystery of me missing moolah. Ha 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 ha. Come out, Bobby. This game sucks with just two people. What do you want, kiddo? Maybe I'll give the little guy here a lead pipe. He can be Miss Scarlet. Ah! Don't you touch my son! Oh, ha, 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 ha. Come on, Bobby boy. You know there's no baseball in Clue. It was a second chance. A chance to make things right. To be the good guy for once. <clears throat> oh, who's up next? I missed my spot. That, that, that's you. That's it, play fair. <laughs> oh, play fair. Uh, where the fuck is it? Hold on. Sorry. Uh, oh, play fair. How are we ever going to solve the mystery of my missing money if you're missing half your face? When my old man told me this story, he said that Scroogey finally grew a conscience. Stop, Mr. Please! That he didn't want the people around him to suffer because of the mistakes he made in his life. Question. Who killed Bobby? I'd like to think that there were larger forces at work, though. Please! I, I, I panicked! Batman was there! I win! I killed Bob in the kitchen with a revolver! I believe a man can change, period. But change is such a powerful thing, such a big idea, that I gotta believe there's more to it than just making a choice. No! Please, no! <laughs> you see, outside forces have come into play, something elemental. But it wasn't just the fear of dying, it was the hope that he could have a better death. You gotta make the leap. To make the chance that you'll fail, but you'll go down trying anyways. After a lifetime in hurting and bullying people, making people afraid of him, Scrooge had the chance to make sure that when he finally did check out, 
when it was all was said and done, people remember that he had the chance to die the villain, but went out the hero. You want to threaten me? You want to threaten my son? Who's the clown now, huh? So who wants to play games? Oh, Bobby boy, that's the way to do it. Why don't I show you how to play? Come on, show me. I, I will. I, I... Let her rip. You're not a criminal show. Your son, what kind of man you are. Someone they could believe in. Show him what a hero is. Trouble is, realizing all this stuff's only the first step. Boring. Neither of you know how to have a good time. If you want to walk the walk, well, you know how the rest of this goes. Old Scroogey was lucky to wake up the next morning and he knew it. He knew that he had just gotten out of the joint after a long stint. Like a free man. There were just people to see and things to do, promises to be made and kept. And justice, like an old con, he wanted to do it all on the first day. The first person on the list was Bob. He figured it was only right. I mean, he'd always treated the guy, poor guy, like dirt. Today, though, you figure it's high time to pay him back. A raise, benefits, PTO, 401k, the works. Scrooge made the rounds that day. Old friends, business associates, pretty much anyone whose life he'd previously made miserable. He wanted to show him to be the guy who could set things straight, the guy they could depend on. Most of them were shocked at this new Scrooge they were seeing. Like I told you at the beginning, change ain't exactly easy to believe in, but I guess it's easier to swallow than three ghosts. Now, the old man said he liked the story so much because it had a happy ending. He said in real life, happy endings, I like unicorns. I asked him if he believed it was all true or not, and he thought it was just some yarn. I mean, someone made up to get the kids to fall asleep. He told me it didn't really matter. If I was true, it would... It was what the story meant that was so important. I don't know, kiddo. What do you think's the more the moral of the story? The end. Finn. Okay. Tears because I was coughing so intently. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I was like, some of the, those coughs, I was like, damn, Justin, that's that's not acting. That's a real cough. Um. Okay, so I need to say something. Leo, your Joker was terrifying. It was scary as hell. <laughs> yeah, I see Leo in a whole different light now. Agreed. And, and Brandon, your Superman was great, man. Like, I yeah. actually was like, yeah. I yeah. feel like I was on some Andrea Bocelli thing. I was like, he lift me up. <laughs> I, mean, I was Superman in my head uh, after podcasting with him so long. Yeah, I, I was trying to go for the baritone, but uh, warm. You know, no, you did good. And then it's and then it's very easy to slip into you know like very much like, take me to my car. I need to get back to the cave. Whereas it's like, hey Bruce, you might want to get checked out by a doctor because it looks like you're gonna die. But yeah. I guess I'll just leave you with Alfred. <laughs> and then you later. <laughs> and, and then Harley, your 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 Catwoman is really woman. great. Your Catwoman was great. Oh, yeah, yeah like honestly, yeah, as much as it would have been funny hearing Jeremy do Catwoman, your yours was better. Yeah, oh, I stepped I mean, on I someone's lines too. though. I didn't mean to. Uh, Not the only one, so I wouldn't worry about it. <laughs> and then, um, and then I'm sorry, Jeremy. I, I, you're Timmy. At one, I was like, I can't. I was just like, <laughs> yeah. committed, dude. Yeah. He committed to it. Yeah. I love Timmy. And then I've been doing it all day. I don't know about you guys, but <laughs> I had to grab my mouth. I was laughing so hard when you first started doing it. Yeah. yeah. 
And then, Rich, your uh, your Alfred was very much, you know, the Joker. Very... <laughs> uh, well, I was trying to give him like a Batman some condemnation. In, in I liked your Alfred. I was like, wow. I was happy. He was, a, he was an it. intense Alfred. Oh, definitely. Would, yeah. Alfred was pissed. <laughs> and, Alfred and it was like the fuck. And. and and I got to say for myself, I was like, why am I reading this narration with a very New York accent? I like, thought that when you started. <laughs> yeah, I was like, why am I making this Bob Cratchit like some sort of wise guy? I feel like, like I was watching. <laughs> I was I was watching like a an, an interstitial scene in like a, I have to say old movie. Oh, geez. How I read look the at this Reddit. dame pulling up to the bar now. This is one of the oldest tricks in the book. Look what, what she's going to do. <laughs> bar rescue right there, you know. So, well, I'm sorry, what did you say, Jeremy? I, I was saying that when I actually read the book, that's how I read uh, the narrator as kind of... Oh. But I had Bob totally as a different person until the very end when I realized that Bob was the same person. I was like, oh, yeah. son of a bitch. Well, that's what I, I tried, like, I tried following that note and I tried, like, lessening my accent as the story went on. To then, at the end, I was like, I don't know, what do you guys think of the moral of the story is? So I was like, I'm less of a wise guy now. Um, and then Justin, your your Batman, like those costs oh, were too perfect, real, man. I, I was, I, like, I was yeah. like, damn, Batman's really sick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and and I was like, wow. But I'm sorry, like like I said, Leo takes the right. That yeah. was yeah, yeah. I, that was. I wasn't expecting Leo to be so creepy, and he really was. That's the he really like. I want to say Gordon, the the Gordon voice made me think of uh, Sam from the Spawn animated series. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm trying to do like gruff and agitated. It's funny because like as you were reading it like that, I immediately was like, oh, you know what, like. Uh, another like just another way it could have been done too like if i had, if i had gone with gordon i might not have thought about it because it only occurred to me after i heard somebody else doing it <laughs> i would have gone per me not you i don't mean it like that i probably would have done, tried to do like a dennis farina impression oh, oh turpin yeah, go go with like a, a chicago cop kind of thing because okay. that, that is supposed to be gordon yeah and it, it's it's funny because if I was Alfred, I totally would have just jumped turning in. So you just you know just that sarcastic, very dry. Yeah, just oh, I do hope your toys would stop playing with you, Master Bruce. Dining in for one again, Master um, And but uh, I'm sorry, I I have to say, because I'm sorry, Leo. I just like how we're just like, oh, am I? Are you serious? Was I really doing the Joker? And you fucking nailed it, man. <laughs> yeah, I, and, you know, I have to say this book really does portray a lot of these characters really well, too. Yeah. Agreed. Like the book itself is like Superman is like dead on for what Superman should be this altruistic mm -hmm. like yeah i may be looking down on them bruce but that's be only because i'm fucking flying in the sky yeah. what the fuck right. not about? the same way you do bruce yeah <laughs> yeah but now but it's funny now i'm gonna read this book and i'm just gonna hear everyone's voices <laughs> <laughs> i'm just gonna i'm just gonna like oh god leo why oh I'm just, you know, glad, I'm just glad I didn't have to say here. Lex Luthor like that because I, I would have been really torn. <laughs> oh. like, do I say it like Luthor or Luthor? Luthor or no, Luthor? You, you, you've got to do it like uh, Robot Chicken Lex Luthor. You know, 
sexy Lexi and the, you know, <laughs> Sex Luther. And then, just turn it off. Just, I just made it my ringtone. <laughs> <laughs> like, I've rewatched that so much. Um, Ooh, Reaganomics. That, that, what was it? Every time he keeps getting his ass whooped by that kid with the ball. God damn it, Tyler, stop. Uh, <laughs> he's trying to get his daughter from spring break. <laughs> you know, well, <laughs> you all did an amazing job. Seriously, everyone Harley. did a great job. That was fun. That was so fun. Yeah, and and again, Harley, I know you know your namesake, but you did a good Selena. Like I was like, I was like, nicely done. Like yeah, in, again, in the best I mean, in the best way possible. It, it it you made me think of Eartha Kitt. Oh, yeah. Whoa, I'm blown away. Thank you. I mean, Eartha Kitt was like my favorite Catwoman. So, oh, yes. Yeah. You, you, Mm -hmm. you really, you really like nailed exactly the, the dangerous sensuality of the character. That's exactly how it's supposed to be. And I I just remember Rich asking her, my friend. (laughs) And I I just remember Rich asking her last week, he was like, Hey, babe, do you want to read Catwoman? And she's around the room. Sure. <laughs> okay. Okay. Are you done yet? <laughs> Are you done? I want to I wanna watch more something, whatever we're watching, you know? Um, In Walker Ranch. No, but this was this Jeremy. <laughs> and, you know, kudos to Jeremy for for typing this up, even with yes. some of the errors. You want to know something I did not realize until the very, probably like the last three or four pages, my, my fucking computer has a dictation uh, thing. Ooh. I could have just read the whole fucking thing to my computer. Damn it. Wow. Yeah. A lot of work. This computer's got a Dick Tracy thing. <laughs> <laughs> It, it was well worth it, though. I, I appreciate it. Like, you guys made it all worth all the time. So Yeah, that was fun. It was nice. fantastic. And, and Drew, great job, because you had a lot to read. And yeah, dude. Holy you crap. Didn't, you didn't pause or crash at all. Years of theater, my friends. Years of theater and reading four comics a day will make your narrative not break a sweat. And... Speaking of uh, comic book fans, I'm reading Doom Patrol right now. Oh, great. That is the weirdest fucking book I've ever read. Yeah. Which uh, well, it's version? Up there. The yeah. Grant Morrison era. Yeah, yeah of course. Yeah. Like, yeah. I literally, I was like, I feel like I need to be high to really get. I'm like, what <laughs> the fuck, Grant? I got to bring like, you a jar, Drew. Like, we got to <laughs> meet up so I can just be like, here. You What's go. his name? Ace Mentalo or something? No. Flex Mentalo. Flex, Flex Mentalo. Mentalo. Yeah. 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 What I was going to say, fuck? have you, but no, no, no. There's a separate series that he did for Flex. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. It's a mini series. Like, you it's understand? So like, fucking weird. Brandon, I have sometimes I'm like, I was like, no, they toned down the weirdness for the, the show. Man of muscle oh, memory. They really did. I was like, because I'm reading this and I'm like, what the fuck? fuck is going on like i thought yeah, i mean you just summed up most of what grant morrison has written ever. yeah that pretty much is his yeah and then, um, and it's funny because i remember know, when i was the fuck let's not cast his x-men run uh, <laughs> whoa 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 Con- listen there's some of his x-men run was good i don't want to i don't want to voice act it i mean 
Oh no, God no. Yeah, I knew no, I knew well, what no, you meant, no, no. Justin. No, no, no. See what we I need to do. Dibs on Professor X though. <laughs> no, 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 no. Leo and and Rich, what we need to do is we need to cast a couple we need to cast a story arc of next wave and oh, really Oh jeez. And really get that going because we do a reading of that. I'm sorry, I don't I I I, I don't even know what's going to happen there, but dibs I on feel Dirk Anger. Joy for whoever yeah, just walks into listening to it without uh, any uh, idea of what we're actually doing. I, I think, honestly, I feel like Harley would be a really good um, Elsa Bloodstone. Do you agree with that, Rich? Sure. I can see that. Either that or. <laughs> sure. Either that Enthusiasm. Or do. No, I take that back. I take that back. Boom, boom. There you go. I'll read anything. Uh, no, no, much, no, no, I would no, very no. much be liking we to voice much more Elsa Bloodstone. <laughs> trust me. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Rich, um, uh, uh, Dara would be a good boom boom. Is uh, Roberto Dara. DaCosta in that? D- Dara does not. Hi, I'm Roberto right. DaCosta. Hi, <laughs> <laughs> no, Roberto no. DaCosta. I'm very rich. You can be Captain Marvel. And you can keep saying how you used to lead the Avengers. I'm Marvel. <laughs> No, but that that no, but you could, you could always though. you could be Janisville. You could just you always you talk to gritted teeth. One here, what, what was the story arc where you had uh, Catherine on, right? Where it was with Hyperion or and all of that. That would be one to do. Oh shit! Is that Exiles? No, no. Squadron Supreme. Supreme Power. Yeah. Yeah. Supreme, no. Supreme Power. No, no, no. See, Justin, what we need to do is Which you need one? to pick a you need to pick a Turtles book. <laughs> and we all get together and read that. Which, and you kind of do that every time. week on my own show. <laughs> which uh, which, know, but, which but, version of of the of Squadron Supreme was it? Like we, we did the original, Brandon. Oh, the original Mark Room. Okay, that one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it was That's Catherine Brunewald because yeah, we had Catherine Schuler on. So, Schuller. so um, since we That's had awesome. such a fun time with this, is this something that we would maybe like to do like once a month or once every other month? Smash pages, yes. Let's yeah. make this a thing. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I can dig on that. I mean, I I will say, it is a little difficult getting smushed on a Tuesday. Uh, but aside from that, fantastic. One hundred percent wonderful. I I oh god, the drugs just kicked in. Oh. <laughs> just now. Oh, no? Wow. And the show's over. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Wrap it up, oh, kids. Man. You yeah. don't have to go you home. Time your peak, man. You gotta time your peak. Closing time. We'll send One me last call for alcohol. I will mute your mic. <laughs> <laughs> uh. But we could always record on another night and do a uh, half the episode um, on Tuesday night. And we oh, could yeah. always just yeah, yeah. I was going to say like if we were if we decided to record it, then that could listen. I Boom. I'm just telling you, yeah. I've been dreaming about us ripping uh, one one more day. Just I just want to get sloshed and eat. we don't even need to read it. We just need to talk about it and just call. <laughs> All of it happening about that. I mean, yeah, that definitely can't happen on a fucking school night. <laughs> like, oh no, that's no, that's a Friday. That is a we are getting tanked. Welcome to tanked pages. We are getting gone. I yes. thought you said it was smashed pages. Yeah, listen, point being is but that's the evolution. Yeah, it goes from like, like lush pages. Is that, 
Then it'll be a hash pages. Oh, hash pages. there we go. Ding, 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 ding. Oh, oh sorry, sorry. Wrong <laughs> no, one. No, wrong one. God damn it, Leo. Like put one. fucking pieces of tape on those buttons already. <laughs> <laughs> but, no, this is, no. But, listen, we, we can always pick something. Yeah, like the boy. Uh, oh, my God. Should we wrap oh. this one? Oh, my God. If we wrap... Yes. Okay, I'm sorry. If we read, okay, I'm sorry. You, you if gotta we wrap read it up. Fucking, yeah. If we if we read Hero Gasm. <laughs> oh jeez. <laughs> uh, well, we, we'll we'll talk well, about it. We'll, we'll figure it out. But uh, yeah, th- uh, this was a lot of fun. And uh, Brandon's right. We should wrap things up. Actually, uh, no. said it first. Just just Brandon's doing name. the red yeah. light. All right, everybody, wrap it up. Come on. Uh, so, I just figure we have 12 people to go through to say yeah, all their totally. endings. Uh, I want to thank everybody for watching this fine evening, and I hope you had as much fun as we did here. Uh, for me, just Google Leo Pond. You find a bunch of stuff. Could be true, could be could be not. Uh, but, you know, I run the Dorkening Podcast Network. Head on over to thedorkening.com. You can find a lot of awesome shows doing a lot of awesome stuff. A lot of awesome people doing a lot of awesome stuff. And uh, maybe that's my brownie talking. And Also, you know, uh, me, uh, along with, you know, Splash Pages, uh, myself, Justin, and Brandon, we do uh, a couple shows. Uh, on the on the side, uh, the Dork Night, and I'll let you them tell uh, tell what else we do. Uh, Brandon, what else do we do? Oh, cool. So yeah, you just like go oh, the Dork Night, and then Brandon, you just continue talking. Thank you so much for that, Leo. <laughs> Take it from here, powerful Brandon. Oh, what? Okay, cool. Uh, hi everyone, I'm powerful Brandon. The other show that Leo was going to mention, and you know, I'm going to mention the other one that he started because he just said the name of it. Uh, it's it's Leo, Justin, and myself uh, called the Dork Night, in which we talk about all things Batman. Uh, every other week, juxtaposed with that is Comics Paradox. Uh, me, Leo, and Justin again. Uh, we discuss uh, for every other week an issue of What If or a DC's Elseworlds, or we'll go over story arcs uh, or, or or series, yeah. what have you that are all alternate takes and realities of characters you already know and love. Uh, and you can find those uh, every other Sunday, wherever fine podcasts are broadcast. Awesome. Jar Jar. Comic book lovers buy, sell, trade, and auction. Come buy, sell, trade, and auction all your wonderful geek stuff. And uh, yeah, uh, Ghostbuster Man 1984. <laughs> Justin! <laughs> ah! <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's it, huh? Uh-huh. <laughs> Check out our new podcast. Three guys, one hat. I'm like, three guys, one hat. <laughs> Who gets the hat this week? <laughs> Only yeah, the exactly. USPS. Oh, what <laughs> what is guys? going on? Oh, okay. Uh, Mr. Drew. <laughs> Hello, God. I'm a tomato. <laughs> God bless us, everyone. Uh, yeah, I'm too tired right now to do this, but I'm on uh, Facebook. I'm on Instagram. Uh, I do stuff for Screen Rant when I'm not tired or a little. Hi. Um, and Hi. we're on Flash Pages, and life is good, and. God bless us, everyone. Thanks for a great year. 2023 is going to be great.
Hell ladies yeah. and gentlemen, that was Drew Marshmallow Great. and his rendition of Thing from the Adams Family. Thank you. And you can find him on Ghostbuster Man 1984 on uh, Instagram. Harley! Hi, um, I'm Harley Wild, and I don't have any social media stuff to plug because I kind of live under a rock. It's a shabby chic rock, but it's a rock nonetheless. Um, yeah, but I had fun. Thanks. Yes. Velvet, take us out, my friend. All right, so you guys know me. I'm Rich Davis, a.k.a. The Velvet Joker, and it has been a fantastic year on Splash Pages, and we had a good imbibed um, episode this episode, so I hope you guys enjoyed a little bit of uh, Splash of the Past. Uh, you guys can definitely check us out. We have the Splash Pages YouTube. You can also check us out anywhere you listen to podcasts. Uh, we are on our, I believe, 87th or 88th episode, possibly, and Holy we shit. are award-winning, and uh, we're some great guys doing some creative stuff, and we hope you uh, have been enjoying the show. So have a great evening. Good night. This is the last show of the year. We will see you in January. Ghostbuster Man 1984. Uh, I found my hat. <laughs>